Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time. You know what Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. You felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Thanks for watching and listening. And this conversation today has been in the making for quite some time. Uh, we are chatting with uh, Hollywood director, writer, producer, toy collector, author, uh, Brian Levant. I mean, I don't even know. We were joking uh, before we started taping. I'm not even sure where to start in this conversation. We'll start with his book, uh, My Life in Toys which is really sort of the initiation for me reaching out. And then, of course, his film degree of just, uh, of course, Jingle All the Way, which I think everybody's seen at least once. Uh, the Flintstones, Leave it to Beaver, um, Beethoven. Okay, I'll let you talk now. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Uh, now that there's no Saturday morning cartoons, I have nothing to do on Saturdays. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was uh, such a part of a lot of people's childhoods. Um, and yeah, those Hanna-Barbera, all of those days have long gone. But you have this book uh, that I think is just absolutely phenomenal, My Life in Toys. And really, uh, it's a, and you probably do a much better job of describing this, but really sort of a culmination of your life of collecting and sort of stories and, 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 and that sort of thing of going along with each toy and the collection of them. Um, you wrote this book, it's been out for a while, but what was sort of the, the genesis or the idea uh, well, of, of putting it together? Well, you know, you, you 
did kind of hit the, the nail on the head. It is a work that is a summation of both 50 years in collecting and 50 years uh, of working uh, on, on TV shows and films uh, and a lot of stuff that never even <laughs> made the screen. Um, and it, it didn't intend to be so. I, I just, I wanted to document my collection uh, was the initial thought, but it became so much more. Uh, uh, for instance, I have never written in my own voice. And even, you know, the few times I've spoken at funerals uh, and things where, you know, it was definitely coming from me, it was about someone else and not about me. And and it took me a long time to literally find my voice. <laughs> and and the fact that my, uh, my photographer and brother-in-law, Joe Pellegrini, was one of the top commercial tabletop, especially food uh, photographers in the country, uh, you know, lived in Chicago and I'm in LA. So every time I'd go to Chicago to visit family, I'd bring a box of toys and we'd spend the day cleaning, shooting, <laughs> rewrapping, putting away and shipping. And, and so that, that was a long, long process. And, and along the way, you know, kept adding things to collections, <laughs> but, but it, it is a monstrous book. It just came out from G editions this past September 13th. Uh, so, so, uh, and it's, uh, doing really, really well on, on the charts that are available to me, which is amazing because, uh, unfortunately, it is an expensive book, and it's an expensive book because it, 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 it is 480 pages, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. which focus on over 1,100 original photographs are, 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 are in it. And it is also uh, the it's coffee table book the size of a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's intentional. Uh, I, I, I wanted to be able to pour over the images and the characters that, that I and, and millions and millions of millions uh, of others love and also to introduce them to, to things they might not have been privy to, so, uh, things that pop up in, in collecting and in my journey and learning about comedy that encompass silent comedy and silent comedians and the, and the toys <laughs> and the toys that were produced for, from Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy and the Marx brothers and, and all, and the Marx brothers who were a huge influence on me. Also all the posters and, 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 and Spanish heralds and everything that I've collected over the years and found a way to tie all these things together. And the way they tie together is these are, these are very disparate things. Uh, but, they are all under under the umbrella of my interests, and I have wide-ranging interests. And it was very difficult to get the book published, to tell you the truth, because, number one, people didn't want a 480-page book. They want a 200-page book that they can charge $29.38 for. <laughs> uh, um, and they also were very wary of something that wasn't a single subject. But, you know, and, and, and you know, it is a a book without, without captions, um, you know, uh, many wonderful uh, photographic uh, books by collectors, including the great book designer Chip Kidd's book, Batman Collected. He, uh, he, he, every single item is notated as uh, who made it, <laughs> what year, uh, and, and things. And, and number one, that kind of stuff never concerned me. I'm much more of a visual person. And, and that kind of thing kind of interfered 
with with the presentation. Um, but it it was also you know such a journey through my career that uh, uh, and the influences that 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 formed it. I'm gonna pick this up and hang it up. <laughs> I love it. And, and and disconnect this while I talk. Uh, Sorry, I should have done this before. That's okay. But, you know, it, 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 I really discovered, really discovered uh, what a tremendous influence that the things I watched growing up uh, became in, in my life. And, you know, when you are five years old and you watch the premiere of Leave it to Beaver, you have no idea that, <laughs> that 30 years later you're going to pres- be presiding over the show uh, on its 30th anniversary, still, still in the middle of what was at the time the largest uh, uh, series order in the history of television. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're eight years old and watching the premiere of the Andy Griffith show, you don't, you, you could never expect that, that 16 years later you would be writing for, for Ron Howard, or that when you watched the premiere of 1960 of the Flintstones on Friday night, uh, that, that, that one day you would have, have creative control over the franchise and its translation from a 2d property to a big budget 3d movie. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's just, I I will get into that, but You know, but the, the 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 weirdest thing about all those things is, is that they all generated a huge amount of products. And yeah, that's the thing. Lunchboxes, figures, Crazy. and they're still producing them, and I'm still collecting them. Yeah, it's a good lesson in the fact that I, we were joking. I'm 48, and I had a lot of toys that we collected growing up, and then a lot of things that wound up getting thrown out, uh, and gone. Uh, and interestingly enough, I learned this too, sort of as a caveat to this topic, because this book really is about you and your life and who Brian is uh, and, and why we have gotten some of what I consider to be iconic and classic uh, films in the 80s and the 90s and into the 2000s and on, really, uh of of these properties it's crazy uh i was going through this book and and just looking at all these beautiful pictures and collections and uh i mean yeah i mean it really is your voice i mean it it it, and it made sense to me i had the realization last night as i was going through this um and i am going to buy a hard copy too because i i want i'm going to go out and look for it today um, I know Target has it here in Colorado, so we're going to go get well, it, it, it. You know, some people have complained about the price of the book. And yesterday, Amazon ran a special where they reduced it over 20%. Yeah. So I would urge people to look for that and anywhere that does price matching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Price matching. Um, so this book and all of these toys that you have collected over the years, um, I, I think it's not a specific audience that it would reach, but I think there's probably a genre in there somewhere that really has a connection with you in this book, because it's just fascinating. All of these things that you've collected over the years. Um, Do you, 
the first one that you ever got your hands on that made you go, this is something that I, I have to keep getting my hands on these. Was it at a very young age? Was it sort of later well, on in your life? I, I, I was always uh, a toy person. And, and, and I think a lot of this has to do with the saturation of advertising by toy manufacturers on what 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 used to be a, a, a exclusively the kids space yeah uh, you know uh, that that on howdy doody for instance you know howdy doody had uh, uh i believe at one point over 2000 licenses from <laughs> everything everything from 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 frozen foods bread shoe polish uh, 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 flocking for christmas decorations <laughs> figures for, uh, bedroom furniture a uh, 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 pudding uh, Kellogg's that just was an endless thing, and they promoted it in the fifties. There was no barrier between between entertainment and commercials. You know, all of a sudden, I mean, great example in the middle of Burns and Allen, Harry Von Zell would walk in with a tray of coffee <laughs> and coffee mate, and they and they'd be sipping it and talking about it during the show. Wow. Uh, Buffalo Bob would say, say, kids, tell mom to buy this. And everybody said, tell mom to buy that. And, and, tell, and if you collect all five uh, coupons, you get something free. And there's something at the bottom of the cereal box, wow. uh, which was promoted. And the cereal was promoted across the Lone Ranger and Superman. <laughs> and, 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 and Hanna-Barbera, uh, uh, Kellogg's was the exclusive sponsor of of uh, the Huckleberry Hound Show, which was Hanna-Barbera's big breakout in 1958. Uh, and it was a syndicated show, a half hour that, that launched Huckleberry Hound and Jinks and, and Pixie and Yogi Bear, who was spun off uh, two years later into his own series. Um, but they all had, they had to deal with Kellogg's and, and, and Kellogg's featured Hanna-Barbera characters on the, on the front of the boxes and there were Hanna-Barbera prizes inside those boxes. So they they had you coming and going, <laughs> and you know the, in, in the fifties and sixties, number one, grocery stores didn't have the hours. <laughs> they have. <laughs> but uh, seriously, in, in Chicago, growing up, you couldn't buy meat on the weekends. Wow! <laughs> and the markets closed. So so you know, with lack of childcare as well in those era, you were going shopping with mom and pulling on her dress to get you okay cereals with, with Yogi Bear's picture on the box. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing to my parents. Interestingly enough, I want to ask you this because I think you would probably have the answer. McDonald's, they are probably one of the only people who have licensing agreements, I would assume, with pretty much any film that comes out because every time we go through a drive-through... Well, it, it's gone it's now. Easy. It's gone. There, there was the golden era of the Happy Meal, and I think they're going to become... Uh, prime collectibles uh, as time goes on uh, and and the array of things and, and I can only speak from my experience with the Flintstones uh, uh, that what they were what they did that the happy meals that they made were terrific uh, imaginative using our artwork uh, our, our, our cars our our buildings uh, and, and the displays uh, were, were beautiful. And they did a line uh, of, of glass coffee cups, Flintstone. Cups yes, I remember that. Uh, 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 that. That were terrific. And they had and they had the McRib box uh, was a duplication of our Rock Donald's uh, in, in Bedrock. Our big joke was uh, over five dozen served. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I and, love it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it, and, and then, you know, uh, and they did this hundreds of times. And these things were planned. For years, those tie-ins, you know, with Space Jam, with with, uh, with with all the products in the '80s and '90s, and now I think that that I I I think maybe Wendy's and and maybe Jack in the Box does a little bit, but McDonald's seems to be out of that business pretty much. Uh, and it was a huge promotion, but now again, now again, movies don't get uh, uh, there's not enough movies really to fuel that pipeline. <laughs> no. Well, that brings me to the next thing I want to ask you, but I do want to wrap up and make sure we, we get everything out of this about the book. Um, because that, I, that's we what could be here. we could be here for weeks, bro. No, uh, I know. No, I know. Well, I, I have to say like this book is really a love letter to my childhood uh, and to a lot of people's childhoods. And I think um I really want to encourage people. We'll put links in the show notes for this, for people to go look at this. Um, because I, I mean, I, I spent two or three hours late last night, just pouring through um, this and reading the captions and the, the explanations of things. And um, it's just important. I think for people to get this because it's just really like part of a time frame and a time capsule that just, um, like as you said may not exist anymore and not to mention all the films that you've written and directed um but yeah this is a great book if there was one thing that you really hope that people get from it is there one thing that you can pinpoint um sort of your um yes no, you know, no your, I think, your thesis I, I, to why why you want people to look at this book and read well it. I, I think that collecting is about passion, about displaying your individuality, and 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 you know, and there are, with, along with that is is shared experience, uh, and and I have tried to imbue the book with the passion I have not just for collecting. And I'm a rotten collector by collecting stand. I don't care about, I'm in the box. I don't buy mint. Uh, 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 hardly <laughs> ever. It's almost more important for me to see something that has, time has added another layer to it. Something that, uh, that was once loved. <laughs> and, and you can see that kind of wear. <laughs> you know, uh, on Amigo Superman, when the when 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 the when the, the the paper logo is almost wiped off, you know somebody's spent hundreds of hours going <laughs> with a super villain. Uh, yeah, and and you know, I I wanted to also show these things as I see them that that toy manufacturing, particularly. In, in in the days before style guides were so restricted that this is art. This is people's interpretation many times of the characters. In, in, in Japan, where, where they modeled many of the early Flintstone toys, you know, number one, they didn't see the show in color. <laughs> it wasn't in color. So they just made up the color scheme. <laughs> it had nothing to do with reality. And it was their interpretation. It's much more like fan art. And, and that that toys are art and we presented them as such. And that's why it deserved the scale and the intense close-ups that, that Joe provided us. Uh, and, 
you know, I'm a guy who, who has always drawn inspiration from my collecting, from sitting there and getting lost in it and letting your mind wander. And it's such a, 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 a crazy coincidence that so many of the things that I was interested in and loved uh, became my jobs. And, and, and in order, and, and jobs that I loved, I, I mean, I can't tell you what it was like to be uh, 23 years old and, 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 and being on staff uh, on happy days, uh, which at the time, you know, my, uh, my, the first, uh, was it my son? Yeah. My, the first episode I ever wrote actually became, uh, <laughs> uh, that was the week that they went to number one for the first time. Uh, and, uh, you know, certainly I had almost nothing to do. I had nothing to do with that, to tell you the truth. Uh, but to be, to experience, uh, uh, beyond in a once in a generation, uh, hit and learn how to, how to take the success that they forged and apply it and the knowledge that I learned there to other shows I worked on, The Bad News Bears and Mork and Mindy uh, that I produced and it's in its later days. Uh, you do a show on that one. Uh, and, 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 and reviving Leave It to Beaver and making, uh, and making a, a, a TV movie out of it, a very successful one, uh, a long running series uh, filled with wonderful memories and, and, and a so-so feature that I didn't have much to do it. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I want to be clear about the feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you're like, you know, this is going to live on the internet forever. So you want to be clear if somebody oh, no, and, comes and, and, along and, and picks out a clip. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you, but I get it. Yeah, I yeah, know. But and then and then you know, uh, uh, to be truthful, in 1968, I was not the biggest Scooby Doo fan when it debuted. Uh, you know, I, I by that time I I I had I had a car, I had a girlfriend. Uh, Saturday mornings, I was playing in a basketball league. <laughs> uh, and but but when I heard that the Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers wanted to to do a new uh, a new series, kick it off with a movie and then, and then segue into a series. I said, you know, I, I, I like Hanna-Barbera work. I like, I like the safety net having a property that has 99% recognition among the public. And that, that's, that's true from Poland. Uh, and, and, and it was a wonderful time with that, but I had never collected Scooby-Doo until I started directing and producing uh, wow. Scooby-Doo movies. And, and I'm so sorry that we only did two with that wonderful cast anchored by, anchored by Robbie Amell and Haley Kayoko and Nick Pilatus and, and Kate Melton, uh, a, a great, great group. And, and, uh, you know, you know, um, in the end, I was just, uh, uh, talking to a, a group uh, from a show, they invited me to speak to them because they're just getting somewhere and stuff. And and what I told them was, in the end, the most important thing uh, in 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 a, in, a, in a job is the experience itself. Whether it is successful, uh, as many of mine have been, and failed, as many of wow. <laughs> have done. In the end, what you take with you is 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 the strength and passion of the experience. And, you know, and, and I've been fortunate that the things I loved also provided uh, uh, so, so much, so much, so much enjoyment. 
and and there are things that I learned to love. <laughs> yeah, and it's all continued to live on in this age of streaming of Netflix and Hulu. Uh, yeah. And and I don't even know. I was counting the other day. I think there's 25 streamers total. I'm not talking just the big ones. I'm talking. Yeah, no, no, no. Like AMC Plus. You know, Tubi, you know uh, Snapchat is now getting into the streaming game. So I have a question here from somebody because I put us out in a Facebook group that we were talking and they had a question and it kind of and sparked my interest, too. So if you're OK with that, we'll ask it. You did the Flintstone films. Uh, and there was cast changes between the two. People always find that fascinating as to why if if you were making the first one and you didn't know there was going to be a second one or people became more famous and weren't available. I mean, they're both great films. I, I, Rock I, Vegas is my probably my favorite, if I'm being honest. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, when I showed Viva Rock Vegas to, to Mr. Spielberg the first time, uh, uh, he turned around and said, I think you made a better movie. Audiences didn't agree. Uh, but <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no. But what happened very, very, very simply is this, that uh, Amblin saw the box office. The film grossed in 1994, uh, $352 million in, in its initial release, which today is well over a billion. Uh, uh, wow. uh, and, and you have to consider that there were half the movie theaters in the world that there are today. For instance, in Japan in 1994, they'd never seen the cartoon. It was distributed for like eight weeks <laughs> ever there. Uh, and, and still, uh, we did huge numbers and stuff. But anyways, so, and, and Amblin wanted to do the same thing they did with Back to the Future and shoot two and three back to back. And and uh, what happened was, I believe, is uh, John Goodman walking through airports, got tired of people going, yeah, but that but do. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Oh my God. And, you, you know, he, you know, he did it. He threw himself into it. Uh, as few people would, he did a, a, a spectacular, so, so spectacular that, that I think, it, you know, as soon as you saw him <laughs> in the skin, you said, oh, oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, but, uh, you know, he did not want his, and even though he would have made a tremendous amount of money, uh, uh, you know, that, that you have to respect him as an artist. Yeah. So, no, I get so, it. Uh, and, and, and so we pivoted and we had not begun to develop scripts or anything. It's not like he, he put us into, into a big hole or anything. Um, and, and, and we had talked. During production, Bruce Cohn, the Academy Award winning producer, then then on his first producing job, uh, he and Colin Wilson, uh, uh, also a Best Picture Academy Award winner and 20 years after. So I, these guys had Best Picture Oscars and I was doing Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we, we talked about kind of jokingly Viva Rock Vegas. And I wanted to do a full musical in the end. We had the musical finale, and and and, and we got Anne Margaret, the only person who had ever been in Viva Viva Las Vegas, uh, and and the Flintstones uh, to do a tune for us, uh, along with uh, along with Elvis's uh, uh, guitar player James Burton, also contributed uh, to that tune, um, and and so we made something, and and you know, in in hindsight. You know, maybe maybe you quit while you're ahead. But again, the experience was so incredible 
to creatively, to have to kind of be the engine behind designing 6,000 uh, uh, props, costumes, sets, uh, everything. Just imagine everything in the freezer <laughs> and that giant ice, ice freezer in the Flintstones. When Wilma walks in, that you had to have, you know, the bird's eye, the bird's eye frozen vegetables and the, and the bird was a pterodactyl, you know. You know, Fred's watch was a sundial, but uh, we we did a crude version of a Mondavi when he got money. Oh, it's just I mean, I have to yeah. tell you, that is such a fun movie. In fact, if you go to Universal Studios today, we've went recently. Uh, you could see props from that film still there for people to watch uh, and to see. Well, I tell you what, I mean, those were all great movies. You've done so many um and I, I again, just the list is miles long. Of course, Jingle All the Way, which is a, a, a holiday classic. I know you a, a failure, a fail, a financial disaster. <laughs> and and yet, and yet, I, I think it's even above a cult classic. Last Far above. Year, last year for the twentieth anniversary, I, I have to tell you, I was touched by the outpouring of affection for the film. I was thrilled when I just read that Funko announced that their, their biggest selling item at Walmart, uh, the largest retailer in the country, uh, was the recreation of the original uh, 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 Tiger Toys turbo, talking Turbo Man figure that they sold for $35, while the originals you can get on eBay for like 800 to 1200 It's ridiculous. I was Googling it actually uh, because I just was sitting here kind of waiting for us to connect and I was just kind of checking it out. Yeah. It's like, I saw one going for like $1,100. Uh, and it's like, you're not my number one customer. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a great film. We watch it in this house every year, uh, along with all the other classics. Um, and I mean, all your films we've seen, um, we kind of got into the leave it to beaver phase, uh, for a while. Um, I don't know. I mean, you just you have an amazing body of work. The film is the films are great. The book is fantastic. Um, so now you're working on other projects uh, and you have a lot of things cooking as far as what you're up to now. Um, oh, not, not, not a lot. I do have um, uh, in, in, in serious development. I sold a uh, an original story for a. Uh, uh, CGI animated uh, musical to Illumination Entertainment, the maker of the Minion films and, and Despicable Me and all the Dr. Seuss films. And that is being produced and the music written in part by Pharrell Williams. So uh, wow. I'm very happy about that. And I continue to teach uh, at both uh, the University of Arizona, where I'm currently at for the next month, uh, uh, and, and at the University of New Mexico. Uh, where I'm trying to uh, give people an opportunity to learn the things that I wish I'd known uh, when I tried to uh, go over the wall that separates the student filmmaker from the professional. Wow. I mean, just so much success uh, that you've had, I feel is so well-deserved and the book and the films. I mean, you've just created a, 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 a world for people's life and uh, a place that we can go when we just want something fun to watch. That's good. Uh, 
I, I think or, read. So much, or read, yes. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to see what uh, magic, and I really do mean that, uh, comes out of your world next. Brian Levan, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.